0: You're listening to the Teak Nation podcast, where we strive to educate, inspire, and entertain you with tips and lessons from frauders and friends of TKE.
1: Welcome back, friends. It is Monday, June 21st. You know what that means? Summer. Summer's here officially. It's been here. It feels like it's been summer for about two months. It's the longest day of the year. What are you going to do with all your extra daylight today, Don? Well, many of our loyal listeners are also strong advocates
0: for the e-compliance program, so (laughs) I am excited today that I will be recording the intro to e-compliance. We've got a couple sessions with our full staff. We are full swing, baby, heading into the fall and attacking our goals and starting to Put some winds on the board. So I am gonna take advantage of this day. Already been up since 4 30 this morning. Ready to take
1: advantage of all this sunlight. It's probably about when, when the sun was coming up, right? 4 30. When's I it? I don't think it came up till so well
0: today. It was it's hard to tell today because as you know, we've had a lot of thunderstorms popping up. And so yeah. it was actually thunderstorming this morning at 4:30 when I got up for the old workout session.
1: Hmm, that's good to know. I didn't water my tomatoes this morning. So hopefully they got a little natural rain. Oh, there.
0: they got a nice shower earlier when you were still catching some Z's.
1: That's good. Someone's got to take care of them. Can't be me. Got to be a, got to be a a higher being there, making sure that we get plenty of fresh tomatoes this summer. All right. We had a, uh, so we, we obviously did not chit chat last week, which I'm sure our viewers were greatly disappointed in. We did have a pretty cool panel interview with four fraudders who revisited their discussion from the esteem series last summer, since we didn't have a chance to talk any closing takeaways from that, Thoughts, lasting impressions from the uh, from the panel with Frotters, Pitts, Clo, Morgan, and Romig?
0: I did find it heartwarming to see how they feel more welcomed than ever. And especially with Mark. Obviously, he's mm-hmm. been a Grand, grand preteness in the fraternity. He's had a longer engagement in the organization, you know, longer than you and I have been alive. Yeah, And so to see his, his pride, but even more so his happiness that he feels like, He's welcomed. I thought it was extremely impactful. And that's the that's the metaphor that I've been using, Al, when there are some folks who share frustrations with posts that we're making or discussions and they they inaccurately characterize that we are being woke or we're trying to be part of the liberal agenda. And as you know, especially with me in particular, I don't play games on the red or blue team. And so I have shared the metaphor of growing up in the Midwest, we're really big on putting a welcome mat out front. We're really big, our businesses that say, welcome, come on in. I know that's not as as normalized now in terms of some of the, the welcome on in signs, but you know, growing up in a small town in Indiana, that was pretty normal when we were kids. Yeah, you leave and your front so, door unlocked. At, yeah, well, that's a whole nother level. Not, not, but, maybe not in Terre Haute. Right. Well, I grew up in a law enforcement family, so we don't leave the doors unlocked anywhere. Anyway, with that in mind, putting the welcome mat out front is the same way that I think about the, the posts and the pieces that we're doing, is to ensure the members of our family understand that they are welcome. And that's critically important. And so when we make posts on the 4th of July, Memorial Day, Veterans Day, Founders Day, all sorts of other important markers in either yeah. the country's history or the fraternity's history, it's doing the same thing. It's putting a welcome mat out and, and showcasing, highlighting who we are and what we are. In this past month in June, as we get closer to its conclusion, we're doing a very similar thing. And when you have that conversation, in many ways, I think it it neutralizes folks who are coming at it with venom because, I, for one, I don't know what they're so frustrated about. But secondly, I also think it's important they understand that is what we are doing, not feeding some agenda, but doing what's right for the organization and welcoming members of our of our family and making sure they understand how welcome they feel. So long-winded answer to say last week only validated those, the feelings that they had. And for those out there who think the fraternity might be leaving them or changing, it's not. The organization is simply upholding its principles that were founded in 1899. We're just living them in a fashion that are maybe, maybe the lights are turned on a little bit more versus the dark we've been operating in.
1: Well, yeah, I, it's not, it should not be a, political discussion to say we welcome anyone and everyone to be part of this fraternity, no matter what your background, what your religious beliefs are, your skin color, your sexual orientation. And and people want to make it so. And that's frustrating. But I, I do think two main takeaways for me, one, for those of us, at least for me, I've known Mark RealMig since 2013 when I joined staff. He has always been the most welcoming, caring individual, has hosted myself and you and many others uh, on staff at his home for dinner whenever we're down. In, I mean, literally people who who it's their second week on staff that end up in New Orleans, he's opened up his door and said, Come on in. You're you are what, right? You're welcome here. I mean, there, there's some parallels there. He doesn't know these individuals who are on our staff, doesn't know where they came from, what their beliefs are, what and he's and he's welcoming them into his his very lovely home with with David, who we talked about last week as well. And I've just always known him to be such a such an uplifting, positive personality. And it's hard for me to listen to him talk about the fact that he what he's gone through in the fraternity. And and you don't realize that unless you get him talking about it because he you know, he doesn't lead with it, he doesn't come right out with it, but the fact that he had to go through really dark moments in teak and and in his life to get to the point where he is right now, um it just it, I think it speaks even more to the, to his character and and who you are and for all those guys who all four of them are very positive individuals, very pleasant to be around. And I think the 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 challenges they've gone through in their life, specifically related to their their sexual orientation, um, that could be enough to break you. And that could be enough to to really put you in a permanently dark spot. And they've not allowed that to happen. They've emerged, I think, even stronger and even more appreciative of, of Teak and, and of the people that are around them. And that feeds into my second big takeaway, which is the... Uh, a year ago you know we talked about it when things really started to to move forward in terms of social justice and, and a lot of these movements and at that time it felt a lot like let's get it out there and let's let's see what happens right let's make let whether it's teak or whether it's other organizations let's put this out there and and get it into the open that we are welcoming we are proud of all of our our members it feels like now that the tone has shifted to to a much more active tone of, we're not just going to put things out there, right? We are going to be to be catalysts for change. When I say we, I specifically mean the four individuals who were on the podcast last week. They all spoke about, you know, the last year has shifted the mindset from, oh, like, I kind of want to sit back and wait and see how this is received or wait to broach this conversation. Like, I'm all in now. And I'm going hard at people who, who, maybe misaligned who may be sharing their own values that don't align with my own values or the values of the fraternity so i think there's a much more active tone in this whole thing that has really materialized throughout the course of the last year and and that was was interesting to hear them and just the difference of how they spoke a year ago on the podcast versus how they spoke a week ago 100 agree all right that was, uh, that was a fun fun interview. We do not have a guest this week, unfortunately, but we're going to come back next week, and we're actually going to close out our our Pride Month series with uh, uh, another member of the LGBTQ community who is currently an undergraduate member at uh, Merrimack College, and we're excited to have that conversation with him and, and get the perspective of what it's like to be in college right now and 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 to be a part of of the movement as as we just talked about. Also uh, in line with that, we did uh, celebrate, if you will, the first ever federal holiday of Juneteenth over the weekend, and and to see that come to fruition as well, I think aligns with a lot of the conversation around Pride Month. Um, and I you know I wanted to make sure I touched on that and and just shared that. I think it's I think it's a positive step to recognize this to to make it so, and uh, hopefully it will be something that gains more and more traction and more and more ground as as we move forward as as far as federal holidays go.
0: Agreed. It's great to see the celebrations throughout the weekend and a number of our members posting events that they were a part of or even just pride in in the fact that it is now a federal holiday.
1: With the uh, the lack of a guest this week, we do have an opportunity to uh, to dive a little bit back into the old NBA playoffs, which we touched on a few weeks ago. I believe it was immediately after I decreed the Nuggets would, did I say win the, no, I said make the finals and lose to the Nets, right, which also isn't good, but especially so uh, because I think by the time the podcast actually came out on Wednesday, they had been swept, but we did get sons and four guy out of the whole thing, which has been a nice little uh, addition to all of our lives. So, uh, sons and four against the Nuggets, maybe sons and four against the Clippers now, we'll see what happens. It has been just a, it, it's been an unexpected NBA playoffs, but it's been very pleasant to watch. A lot of upsets, a lot of fun games, Kevin Durant going absolutely insane in game seven and still losing, which was disappointing. Um, I've I've really enjoyed the NBA playoffs this year. last year was okay in the bubble. This year's been phenomenal.
0: Yeah, it has a little more of a March Madness type feel. This yeah, NBA playoffs. Uh, now, th- there's a few things here we could really have some fun and take off and turn this turn this into an NBA podcast, which I'm sure our listeners would love. One piece is that the the injuries have played a huge part in. In what we thought we knew walking into the playoffs versus what actually has occurred from Jamal Murray from the Nuggets. Kawhi has even been injured, but the, the Clippers keep pushing forward with playoff, P. playoff uh, P. You've also, you playoff P. Kyrie Irving, obviously that impacted the Nets. Harden, hamstring, came back, still was pretty ineffective from yep. what he normally like, is. Domley. So it's made a huge impact. But the, the other piece that I will say, and this is where I feel myself getting older, Al, right here in front of you on the pod. You look older. You mentioned Sons and Four. I appreciate that. You mentioned the Sons and Four guy. The the fighting that now is occurring with fans is absolutely ridiculous, whether it be at, at games, Uh, whether it be NBA games, there's been some in in Major League Baseball games. I'm sure I don't watch enough soccer. I'm sure it's happening there on the pitch as well. But uh, now the Suns and Four guy, to be specific, he had people pouring beer on him and attacking him in Denver. So he actually, in some ways, was just, you know, standing his ground and I don't really have a huge issue with that. But more so the amount of people that are getting into fights and the piece that's, that's frustrating to me as you hear them talk about oh, this is because of the pandemic and everybody, you know, has been pent up. I, I don't think that's what it is. I, I think it's that people are, pretty selfish and pretty short-tempered and right if you don't think like them and you don't act like them and for some people if you don't look like them they want to fight you and uh, that's not a good thing for our society as a whole uh in terms of you're wearing a different color jersey than me literally right in a sports arena then that means i'm gonna degrade you and scream at you and treat you like crap it's just it's not a good it's not a good piece for where we are and so why i bring that up is you know i like many times to parallel that to the fraternity and discussion and thought something we need to think about as we head into the fall. And as I mentioned, I'm going to be doing the e-compliance piece today. We've got to, our guys have to be really thoughtful about as we're having social events, we're welcoming people back into our, our facilities you know protecting ourselves from these types of incidents because we're going to have people with short temper you know people who haven't been around other folks and so that's a I know this was nowhere near where you wanted to go at the NBA playoffs piece, but it is something that has been in my head and I hope for those listening it's something that triggers for them or gets them to at least think and have that conversation it's a tough conversation to have because we all have egos we all have uh, confidence and so you know when someone questions that confidence or attacks us it's in a certain way, you know, there's natural reactions we want to have, but we've got to use our brain.
1: Well, I'm also very strong anti-fighting. Full disclosure, I've never been in a fight, so uh, maybe... Oh,
0: see, not, See, again, I I told you I come from law enforcement. I have been in fights. I'm I'm not pro... I'm not saying that... I'm not uh, saying that...
1: I'm not saying that if you've been in a fight, you're pro-fight. I'm just saying I don't have the perspective. Maybe if I were to getting a dust up and get that adrenaline rush and you know connect a few haymakers maybe I would be pro fight that that's all you know maybe my perspective would change I don't think it would but you never know also uh fighting is a a really good way to just completely ruin your entire life because how many times I mean we've seen it in the fraternity but how many times have you seen you know two guys have a little too much to drink right they get in a shoving match Good, I don't want to say good natured, but just like, oh, we're both macho. I'm going to take a swing on you. You connect a punch a guy falls gets knocked out falls backward cracks his head dies right ends up in the hospital parallel whatever that is and now you're in jail for 30 years because you had too much to drink and decided to to flex your muscles so we there was I don't it was a baseball fight I can't remember who the teams were but somebody walked right over and just one punch connected with a dude and he dropped and I would imagine there's a very high probability that the guy who got knocked out sustained some injuries that at the very least are going to cost the other guy some money, if not some jail time. So I just, yeah, the guy, I know the guy, the,
0: the guy throwing the punch was in a Padres jersey. I definitely yeah. remember that. I think it was at Wrigley. I w- want to say it was at Wrigley.
1: I was going to guess White Sox. So we're at least in the, it might've season. been White Sox. Right. I think it was Chicago season. though. Um, But yeah, specifically back to Suns and Four guy, what I enjoyed the most about that video outside of Suns and Four was that this is a Phoenix Suns fan in the arena, in, in, what is it? Is it Vivint? Is that where the... No, nuggets, that's Utah. That's, that's Utah. You're right. It's I don't Utah. know. I don't know what... It used to be called the right?
0: Pepsi Center in Denver. I don't know what it's called now. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It
1: doesn't matter. Um, He's like one Suns fan in a sea of Nuggets fans. He beats the you-know-what out of this dude and takes a couple swings on his friends, both Nuggets fans. They walk away, and everyone's patting this guy on the back, giving him high fives. So that's how you know that these other two guys were pretty much pieces of garbage when the one Suns fans getting dapped up by all the Nuggets fans. And if you watch the videos, the different angles, uh, I actually listened to an interview with him, which was amusing. Um, it sounds like he was jawing at people because the Suns were winning, which happens. And these two guys took offense and got in his face. Uh, the guy that ended up getting beat up poured a full beer on him for seemingly no reason, and then that's where it escalated to to yeah. physical violence. But uh, but that the guy was, as
0: well, if you watch the video, this is a real breakdown on this fight that people are not going to want to go YouTube, but or hit it up on Twitter, Instagram. The guy who was trying to hit Sun's guy in for also at one point reached into his hand and put some was trying to put something on his fist to make it you know to make it in a way where it would hurt more. Yeah. To glance off. I think he's putting lip balm or vessels. Like he What's had next? this guy was walking in looking. Right. This guy was looking in trying to make trouble. And to me, that's where all bets are off at that point. And so uh the, the impressive piece about Suns and four guy is not only was he doing it in enemy territory, he also the low guy in the fight, right? Yeah. He is he is below the person above him. That, yeah. that's a number one number one piece when it in comes to ground right you get the high ground and anything and so, so dude, art of war yeah right art of war so get the high ground and so this guy was coming from above and yet Sun's guy still grasped him held him took care of business stopped looked at his buddy and looked at the other guy and basically said you don't want any piece of this they went back to it yeah then, you know enough to where they all ran off and scattered off which just there was there was a lot there uh it's but again it's ridiculous the level at where folks are acting um i saw something as well it was in the the parking garage after the mavericks and I don't oh know, yeah all the
1: lucas they were like six yeah, yeah yeah they
0: were getting out of cars and fighting and i i have actually seen i have actually seen that i don't know about you i've seen that after pacers games in the parking garage where especially after playoff games back in the day when we used to be wow. good and uh people who were mouthing and jawing and people getting out of cars and fighting and not letting not letting people in you know When you're going through the parking garage and you got to let somebody in, they weren't letting people in and then cars almost hitting each other and people standing in front of cars. Like I've seen, I've seen all that stupidity and and at at Colts games as well at times. So the the lesson here is as teaks, as men of sterling character and staunch brightness, use your brain and also exercise a little bit of patience when you have to deal with folks who maybe don't have that same level of character that you have as a teak, because in the end, probably going to reflect poorly on you unless Someone completely, you know, is attacking you and and taking down your character as it happened to Sons and Four guy. Now he's a legend.
1: That's right. Exactly. Yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a
0: thin line to walk though between those two, right? And when to walk away and when to be sons and four guy.
1: Well, and I know now I just have a target on my back with our listening audience. Now they know I've never been in a fight. I'm just trying to get jumped at the next RLC or Leadership Academy to to get what's that called? Get jumped in to? Team? I have
0: I have strong More confidence in land? our. I have strong. Co- don't try to talk like this. I have strong confidence in our members that they're not going to to do that. Well, we have too you, many know,
1: you know we get into some dustups on the basketball court at Leadership Academy. That's too. where they can get you get pretty heated
0: throw that fadeaway jumper four rows deep yes
1: we're uh we're getting close all right just got a huge burst of adrenaline thinking about it um getting back to the basketball briefly before we move on I can't help well first of all I don't feel that the Bucks deserve to win that series at all I cannot help but just have a really bad taste in my mouth about the way the Kyrie injury happened where he's up in the air shooting a floater in the lane and Giannis comes in and and boxes him out while he's in the air, which is illegal. I don't think it was malicious, but it was extremely reckless. And it directly led to, in my opinion, the Nets losing that series. And that, for someone like Giannis, who does so much work in the paint, who's always up in the air, dunking, laying the ball in, shooting jump hooks, if someone on the 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 Hawks decided that they wanted to win the series, like just box him out while he's two feet in the air and let him come down on your foot and turn his ankle. I, it just... It didn't sit right with me and and I'm a little surprised it's not being talked about more because it was a significant turning point and it was a completely avoidable injury. It's not like Kyrie just ran into the lane and stepped on his ankle weird like Giannis did something that that caused him to get injured and just doesn't sit with me. Um, Let's recalibrate though quickly. We now have four teams left. We're in the final four. I put some money on the Clippers to win the title when they were down 0-2 to the Jazz. So there's a small part of me that's hoping for for playoff P to just go on a tear. What do you believe is going to happen now that the Nuggets and the Nets are both out?
0: So I'm going to root with my heart now oh, okay. because because we don't have any teams really. At least I don't think uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong. There's no team of the four teams left that I love a, a lot, right? That I'm a yeah. rooting fan for. And there's also no team that I completely cannot wait to watch their season end.
1: Yeah, the Clippers, but go ahead.
0: Okay. And with that in mind, I am going to root for the Suns because I do like Chris Paul. I do think he has some of the worst luck in human history when yep. it comes to NBA playoffs. And so hopefully he can get out of COVID protocols. And get back on the court. You know the most amazing thing about that whole situation is, whenever you heard Chris Paul has tested positive for COVID and he's got to be quarantined, uh, the first thought I had was, how in the world did this guy not get vaccinated? Because right, I'm NBA player, NBA playoffs, you don't want to happen. Then you find out he did get vaccinated, and then yeah. the the odds the odds are so ridiculously low that you can. Get vaccinated and then test positive for COVID. There, there. I, I listened to a scientist talk about that, um, and so
1: this is a Delta variant. I mean,
0: yeah, it's the it, the odds are ridiculously low, and so for a guy who's already had those sorts of setbacks, my hope is he can get back in the series in the next game or two, and so I'm rooting for the Suns to win the NBA title. I struggle to believe Atlanta can pull off another upset, yeah. and so I expect. That uh, we're going to see Bucks and Suns, and hopefully the Suns take her to victory. But um, last piece on the NBA, because I know we're we're rattling through our agenda here quickly. Uh, how about if you're Mike Budenhoser, the coach of the the Bucks? Just literally, they were, ta- they were talking. They were talking. They, ta- they were talking about him getting fired, and the Pacers were hoping that he was going to be. I know some folks in town hoping that he was going to be the coach of the Pacers, and so now he's most likely going to the NBA Finals, how things can change very, very quickly from game five when they're down 3-2 to where they are today.
1: Well, and and what's crazy about it is you can make an argument. He hasn't really done much to prove that he should still have it. I mean, you're, want, you're, you're, you're uh, Kevin Durant half-shoe size away from, yes, him probably getting fired. And in my opinion, yeah. Nothing, yeah. Nothing's, nothing's changed. I mean, he yeah, we're knee like, we're knee deep into it. We're, that final game. We're knee
0: deep into basketball, but and you can take this reference to other things too. But there's a lot of things go into it. You know, there's a shot late in that game, that Brooklyn game, that. Harden has no business. He shoots it from the wing and it yeah. banks in. Like as soon as it leaves his yep. hand, like oh that's way off, and it banks in for three. I think he when was trying were...
1: to bank it. I think he was trying to bank it in.
0: Yeah, okay, that's never that's nice. I do, that's great. I do. Not, not a chance. Not a chance. He's trying to bank in a three from the wing. I think he was. You're a shooter, Al. Let's go to Al, James Harden and to... ask
1: him. James, how you doing?
0: You're a you're a perimeter shooter. How often are you yeah. trying to bake in a three? He, so,
1: but he was one. like up in the air between two guys. And and in my, what I think happened is he, he processed it. that the best, he it was it. at the end of the shot clock, the best way for him to make that shot was to try and play it off the backboard, just given the angles and everything. I, it, oh man, it was he so far off. I just think he was trying to bank it. He
0: chucked it. All right. And he hey, got lucky. Going. We've all been there. We all get lucky in life every once in a while. Every once in a while. Let's
1: move on. All right. Uh, I have Euros 2020 on the agenda. Uh, you want to move past it i know See you, I you later arson's best here. of luck
0: yeah my son who's seven Keeps me informed. I learned yesterday that alien and Wales moved on. So congrats. Yeah, Let's keep going.
1: We'll we'll, uh, we'll get into the Euros uh, next week. Let's go a little further
0: down the road. Yeah. Unless we
1: have a little more clarity. One thing that we should not blow past though, is that the Bachelorette is back. And it appears to me that there are a few guys in the house this year that are not there for the right reason, which. <laughs> I, is, don't I don't know how many of our listeners. I don't know how many of our
0: listeners tune in to Bachelorette. Uh, but this is a fun little segment here where uh people are going to find out that the things we do to entertain ourselves and when you're in this business in this organization reality television is very entertaining because you feel like you live in a reality tv show every single day we should uh, we should and be so, a yes. reality
1: tv show i think that's i will reason.
0: i will openly admit to you which i understand loses points in your universe i ha- i have them all recorded but i have not yeah. started watching katie season Uh, But yes, it's good to hear that the streak is still alive, that every Bachelor season or Bachelorette season, people are there, not for the right reasons, but to be internet sensations and to be protagonists.
1: So here's what's crazy about the right reasons discussion is... Originally you go back 10 years right to bachelor bachelorette and and there's always been this discussion and and I think at that point it was more like can I get to can I position myself to become the next bachelor the bachelorette can I position myself for a talk show deal for a gig on dancing with the stars now like literally though if you make the final like oh whoa, whoa,
0: whoa like literally though yeah I've
1: have i have tapped into this session I've tapped into my bachelorette conversational lexicon That's great. right yeah there's another fun game count how many times they say like when they talk the if you get in the top six it is guaranteed hundreds of thousands of instagram followers and then you can actually get paid as dumb as it sounds to become an influencer to shill makeup and uh leggings and all like it it just there would you go on for quote unquote the right reasons obviously everyone's trying to find love right we're all in search of that special someone but it's almost to the point where that that's just part of it now and 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 people get so mad like how dare this guy come on here how dare this girl come on that's just I mean that's what it is it's the bachelor product the bachelor universe has created this system where you get rewarded for going on and being a villain or uh having something tragic have happened in your life and now you can go and get paid 150k a year to sell uh watches or sunglasses on the, on the gram and on twitter and and you're 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 living large so i just uh we'll get we'll we'll follow up on the bachelor piece but uh i thought about that the other day when they're talking about the old right reasons It is time for rule of three and we'll we'll roll right into it because we're talking about it. What are your three favorite reality television shows of all time? Reality TV outside of the reality show that you're currently living in.
0: Right. So this is, this is tough because I struggle to have a long memory on some of these. Yeah. I had to reality shows. Yeah. Yeah. So I will hit a couple of recent ones. Obviously one is the bachelor bachelorette series, which, you know, lasts a long time. Uh, Two would be one of my new favorites, Temptation Island. I'll mm. just let you let folks go take that in uh, and, and search that out. That's one of those, you know, guilty pleasure type pieces of uh, understanding the premise of the show. Go research it. It's, it's entertaining. Um, third, you know, I'll lean it back into sports. And I don't know that this, this is just the one that comes to mind right now. You ever watch the old big break? That was a great reality show. Oh uh,
1: No, there. I I'm not, I'm not surprised you, you went there, but I have not watched big break.
0: Yeah, Big Break is a is a golf reality show. So I'm sure that now we're into two percent of people listening. Yep. But where if you made it through all the way to the end of the show, you got an opportunity to be on one of the minor league golf tours. Basically, you could almost be a PJ Tour pro. And so a lot of these folks who are struggling but have a lot of game, this was their one big chance. Obviously, their big break. They're and looking so, for the big break. Roger, yeah, and and one person they had on the show that turned out to be. Is a great player. It's Tony Fee now. He's the best player to ever be on the big break. Who's now a top twenty player in the world. So, uh, very, very entertaining show and the, the challenges and the different things that they did. And it, it was, it was good TV, good drama.
1: You're right. There, there are. Uh, i have probably. I mean, really sat down and thought about it. Watched fifty reality shows in the course of the last twenty years. And so you, you got to struggle to narrow it down a little bit. And there's a bunch that I could list that uh, from way back. But number one, so I put Bachelor, Bachelorette. But the the true star of that franchise is Bachelor in Bachelor Paradise.
0: In Paradise. Oh yeah, can I cannot
1: get enough Bachelor in Paradise. I well, that's be-
0: that's why you that's why you got to like Temptation Island because it's it's a little different, but it also has a lot of similarities. Anytime you put a group of people and you add in all of the uh, extracurricular activities that they put into that show, it's it's going to be a lot of drama.
1: Number two. Great British Baking Show on Netflix I oh have I have Go fallen on. head over heels for for a British baking show in the last year watched all the seasons it is fantastic I actually I don't think you would hate it I know. I know. Is it literally a, called
0: British Baking Show?
1: Yeah. So it's it, it, it's called different things in Eng, uh, Great Britain and in America. One of them. I love how you British call yourself
0: there. You almost said in English and then what?
1: America? Great Great British Bake Off. I think over across the pond. And here it's yeah. great, great British Baking Show. It's on BBC over there. Here it's on Netflix. Paul Hollywood and uh, Prue leaf and Mary Berry and, and the whole gang. Um, love British Baking Show. My third is Jersey Shore. I love Jersey. Jersey. Jersey Shore, Jersey Shore family vacation. Family vacation has gotten kind of dumb, but Jersey Shore, the OG series, cannot beat it. Where in the world is Zach Scott? As we know from last week, he's gone. He has moved on to different career opportunities, and he is no longer part of this podcast, which is very sad. Out there crushing it in the world, though. He is. We're happy for him. We love Zach. We're happy for him. Maybe he'll come back sometime. We teased it last week. We'll see. And no way. guests this week. So you have uh, we have now exhausted the content for this podcast, a nice quick episode. We covered a lot of ground, and and I hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, please don't forget to smash the like button. Uh, please tune in next week for follow up to to euros, to the NBA, to the Bachelorette. We got a lot going on right now and and we want you to be a part of it. Comment on the uh, on the Facebook page. Nice things only, Instagram, Twitter, engage with us. Tell us what you think. And of course, tell a friend about the Teak Nation podcast because that's the only way we're going to get to our personal goal of becoming Instagram influencers by having enough listeners to this program. So thank you all for listening. Enjoy your week. Enjoy the first week of summer. We'll catch you next time. Bye now.